This is Anthony Johnson for the Pain in the Past podcast. Thanks for tuning in and making your choice to explore and potentially relieve chronic pain. Find strength and success in numbers by joining a community built on chronic pain healing at painpass.com. If you're experiencing chronic pain, symptoms, or sensations, and do not have any medical illness or diagnosis, the information in this podcast is for you. This show is about chronic pain caused by tension myositis syndrome, or TMS, based on Dr. John Sarno's theory of emotional suppression causing physical pain. As always, you are responsible for your own medical and professional treatment of all pain and symptoms. This is not professional medical advice and cannot be used as such. For more information, questions, or to join the Pain in the Past community support group, join us at painpast.com. This podcast is to share my personal journey of emotional healing and how I ended more than 20 years of chronic pain. Here, we are going to learn and grow and heal together. This is my personal story of my pain in the past. Hello and welcome to the Pain in the Past podcast. This is episode 90 and today I wanted to do a recap of some of the things that I experienced with chronic pain, sensations, and symptoms. If you've been listening to the podcast, you know that in episode one, I go through the types of pain that I experienced, the sensations, the symptoms, and also the doctor visits, which rendered very few to no results. So today I just wanted to go through and recap what I have experienced over what has been pretty much about 20 to 22 years, going to the doctor, getting x-rays, getting MRIs, and at the same time not getting answers from doctors and also experiencing new forms of pain, new severity in pain, pain in different and new areas of my body, and also other symptoms such as swelling, redness, uh, tightness, tingling, and also weakness. Weakness from a standpoint of sitting and standing, going upstairs, bending over, and feeling like my body was not as strong as I thought it should be, could be, or would be. And in some of those cases, Those weaknesses came during a period when I was working out pretty heavily. And when I say pretty heavily, I mean doing sufficient amounts of compound exercises three to five times a week in a gym. So bench pressing, squatting, lunging, deadlifting, etc. And still experiencing some issues where it felt like, okay, my legs are a little bit too weak getting up out of a chair or getting up from a seated position, as well as bending over, maybe it feels like my back is a little bit weaker than it should be after doing months of deadlift exercises. So some of those things are things that trigger your brain, make you feel fear, scare you, make you afraid, and that cycle and that pattern continues. 
in most cases, at least for me, there was no structural damage. There was nothing physically causing the pain. So looking back, I understand that that was all pain that was caused in my brain, which is, again, if you've been listening, TMS or tension myositis syndrome. Your brain trying to protect you from emotions, from feelings, maybe from something that happened in childhood, maybe something that happened years ago, and instead of allowing your brain to feel the emotional pain, your brain sends you physical pain. So along those same lines, I've also experienced pain in my feet, in my knees, in my shoulders, in my hands, after eating dairy products. So I noticed that one day after having coffee with cream that I had some pain in my feet. And then maybe a few days later after having some eggs with some cheese, I noticed that I had swelling in my hands. So this pattern continued each time I ate or drank a dairy product. So eggs, cheese, butter, milk, uh, putting cream in my coffee, anything that had dairy caused some type of either pain or swelling or redness. So this happens at an age where I basically spent my entire life eating dairy on a regular basis and never having any problems. So, of course, I go to a doctor. The doctor sends me to an allergist. The allergist cannot find a single thing in the dairy family that I'm allergic to. And that was internal. So, when I consumed this or when I had it placed on my body, there was no reaction. So, if there were something actually going on where I was allergic to dairy products, then, you know, in that case, I should have experienced some type of reaction when I went to the doctor. But there was nothing, and yet, when I ate these products or drank these products, I still had pain, swelling, redness in my body. So, what does that do? That causes fear, right? That causes me to avoid these types of products because I don't want to be in pain. I don't want swollen hands. I don't want redness. I don't want my feet hurting when I'm trying to walk. I don't want my hands hurting when I'm trying to squeeze something. Uh, That was the type of pain that I had. Couldn't tighten my hand around something couldn't grip things so like handrails or holding an item in my hand if the thing had any weight to it and I needed to grip heavily my hand would hurt I would also get a redness and a swelling on the back of my hand sometimes the left hand sometimes the right hand sometimes both hands sometimes the same thing would happen with my feet my feet would swell my shoe would get tighter my feet would get red. Sometimes it would be the left foot. Sometimes it would be the right foot. Sometimes it would be both feet. Uh, That led to pain trying to bend my foot. And when I say bend my foot, that means taking a step. And you know, when you take a step, your toes hit and then your foot bends. My foot hurt when I put it into that 
bending position. So basically, I just walked around slamming my foot on the floor flat so that I didn't have to bend them. So not only did I look like, you know, a Herman Munster, but it was, I had pain and it looked like I was basically a person that had flat feet because I refused to bend my foot while I was walking. In some cases, this would be a thing that lasted half a day, sometimes a whole day, sometimes a day and a half, and in some cases, up to two days. Uh, for the most part, I don't believe it lasted longer than two days, but you can imagine something like this is very scary, which is not what we want, right? We don't want something to scare us. We don't, we don't want to be afraid because that's the brain just takes that and says, oh, this is the thing that they can focus on because this causes fear. And then it thinks that it's protecting us from whatever emotion, whatever subconscious or unconscious thing that we may be thinking of or feeling. And that's where we get caught in the trap or we get into the loop of, oh, this thing scares us. It causes the pain, and then we constantly get in that loop of fear, pain, fear, pain, fear, pain. And what we want to do in these situations, of course, is reassure the brain that we're okay, try and determine what we're feeling, what we're thinking, reassure the brain that we're okay. You know, did we have an argument with someone? Are we thinking of something that we didn't get? Did we have a bad relationship? Did we have a relationship that ended? Did we lose a friendship? Did we lose our job? Did we gain weight? Did we have a fight with someone? All of these things that might be going on unconsciously, that consciously we're thinking, oh, it's no big deal. It's fine. I'm dealing with it. It's life. Unconsciously, we're worried about it. We're afraid of it. We're afraid of the outcome. We're afraid that it might escalate or we're afraid that the thing that happened might lead to something else. And we're kind of scared. We're kind of afraid. Consciously, we're not. Unconsciously, which is where the brain is looking around, right? The brain has a flashlight. It's looking under the surface and it's saying, what are they thinking about? What are they afraid of? What are they fearful of? It picks out one, two, five things, and it says, oh, there's something. Let's take their mind off of that, and let's give them some pain. Let's give them some sensations. Let's give them a rash. Let's give them some tingling. All kinds of things. It does not necessarily have to be physical pain. My experience has been varied, many symptoms, runny nose, congestion, headaches, frequent urination, pain in the back, pain in the shoulder, pain in the feet, pain in the knees, pain in the hips, weakness, chap lips, so many different things. Once something happens and you get caught in a loop, the brain continues to send new things. So if you experience some type of emotion or some type of feeling and the brain decides I'm going to send this person pain in their knee to take their mind off of this emotional thing, you will start to think, what is wrong with me? 
I'm afraid, I'm scared, I need to go to the doctor. If you go to the doctor and the doctor doesn't find anything, they may say, oh, well, did you walk? Or did you hike? Or did you climb? Or did you hurt your knee? Or did you hit your knee? Or did you, did you, did you, did you? And then what's that do? That makes you start thinking, what did I do? (laughs) In these cases, we've done absolutely nothing. But the brain says, oh, something must have happened. That's your conscious brain. You have pain in your body, so consciously you think, well, I must have done something. Something must have happened. So then you get out your flashlight and you start looking. So suddenly maybe that walk that you took that you've been taking for the last five years, you think maybe that caused the problem. That's simply not the case. Or maybe you think, oh, I did these squats at the gym. But you've been doing squats for the last year and they've never been a problem. But you're looking for something. Your brain rationalizes it and you come up with something that makes sense. So maybe you rest, maybe you take some type of medication, ibuprofen, acetaminophen, something. Maybe you apply ice, maybe you apply heat, and your brain says, something must be wrong. They're using something to get rid of this pain. Something must be wrong. In essence, all we need to do is say, nope, I'm fine, nothing happened. It must be some emotion or some feeling under the surface. It'll go away and tell your brain that you're okay. If you can think back to some type of feeling or emotion and bring it to your consciousness, breathe through that and say, I'm okay. I'm fine. I'm thinking about this thing that made me happy. I'm thinking about this thing that made me sad. I'm thinking about this thing that made me worried then you're kind of in consciousness, you're in awareness of what you're thinking, what you're feeling, and then you can go through the steps to reassure your brain that you're okay. So that same doctor visit that was basically pointless, we would go through the steps on our own, you know, provided that we really did not have any physical damage or any physical thing that caused us pain. If we dropped a 20-pound weight on our knee and then we had pain, then, of course, that would be cause of the pain. And that would be cause to try and get rid of the pain through resting, icing, or heating, or whatever you needed to do based on what the doctor's recommendation was for dropping a 20-pound weight on your knee. If none of that happened, we have to go back and say, what can this be? that has something to do with emotions or thoughts that might be running under the surface unconsciously. So in those cases, if you experience something like knee pain, and you get to the point where you've experienced knee pain enough that you're like, this is not a thing for me, I'm okay, maybe the knee pain goes away, but now... If you still have that same feeling, that same thought, or that same emotion, maybe you have new thoughts, new feelings, or new emotions, now the brain decides either it's going to increase the pain in your knee. So now, if you've had pain in that knee and it's been a 1, a 3, a 5, or a 7, the brain decides, okay, let's turn it up 
They've gotten over the fact that this pain means something. Let's turn it up to an 8 or a 10. So now you have the same knee pain, but it hurts a lot more than it did when you initially got it. So what does that do? That causes fear. Maybe something really is wrong. Maybe I really did do something. So what we have to do in those situations is go back again and say, nope, absolutely not. This is my brain once again attempting to take my attention off of some feelings or some thoughts and give me physical pain. At the same time, you could also experience a new pain in a new area. Maybe your foot hurts now. So what does that do? That causes more fear, right? Because now you're thinking, oh, my knee just hurt. It's all better. <laughs> now my foot hurts. What's going on? You may even go back to the doctor. And the cycle continues. Maybe you get pain in your back. Maybe you get pain in your shoulder. If you've experienced pain in your back previously, maybe years ago, and the brain decides to go back to your back, that's even more scary, right? Because we think, oh no, I had this before, I thought it was gone, and now I'm experiencing it again, something might be wrong, or something must be wrong. So we have to be aware of the types of tricks that the brain will play during tension myositis syndrome. It's very tricky. It's a game, but it's a mind game that we can win as long as we're conscious of it. Our reality on a daily basis is my body is okay. Nothing happened to me physically to cause the pain, so there's no reason in reality, for me to have the pain. Run through your thoughts, run through your feelings, run through your emotions, think about past activities. I would not focus on it a lot, but I would just run through and try to have an awareness of what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling, why. Maybe my boss said something a certain way and I thought, maybe I'm going to lose my job. Maybe a check didn't go through and I'm wondering what happened to the check. Maybe I applied for a mortgage. It's taking longer than I thought and I think I'm not going to be approved. Maybe I had an argument with my spouse, my significant other, my partner, and now I'm thinking, what if they're ready to break up with me? All of these things are things that we are creating in our mind and in some of those cases, really good communication with the people involved could resolve some of those thoughts and feelings. But at the same time, we can also do that on our own by checking in, seeing what we're thinking, seeing what we're feeling, and asking ourselves, are these things valid? Are they real? Are they things that I need to think or need to feel? Or am I just using this? to make up stories that make me fear what might happen. If you're fearing what might happen in certain situations like that, it's very likely that the brain may say, oh, let's send them physical pain. Let's send them a sensation. 
Let's take their mind off of this thing that they're unconsciously thinking about and let's let them focus on this thing that we send. Swelling, rashes, allergic reactions, pain, tingling, tightness, weakness. The list can go on and on and on for things that might be sent by the brain as a distraction for the emotions that we might be feeling. We're feeling them unconsciously, but the brain, again, the brain has out a flashlight. It's looking for these things, and when it finds them, it sends us physical pain. So our job is to go back, reassure the brain that we're okay, breathe through them, bring all of our thoughts, our feelings, and emotions into awareness, reassure our brain that we're okay, that we're, we can handle those thoughts, we can handle those feelings, we don't need pain, but we appreciate what the brain is trying to do. The brain is trying to protect us. The brain is trying to help us. We acknowledge that and we say, I don't need the pain. I'm fine. I'm okay feeling my emotions. I'm safe. Whatever you need to say or do to make your body and your brain feel more relaxed, more comfortable, breathing through the pain, actually trying to feel the pain and feel the emotion as you're breathing. So you're feeling the pain, you're feeling the emotion, you're feeling yourself breathing. And just imagine that the pain is slowly going away as you breathe through the pain, the emotion, the thoughts, and the feelings. If you have questions, if you would like to be a guest on the podcast, please send me a contact at painpast.com. Thank you for joining us today. And that's our show for today. Chronic pain can leave us feeling depressed, lonely, helpless, and hopeless. Don't isolate yourself. Join our community of other people who are also experiencing chronic pain and related symptoms by signing up at painpass.com. For the Chronic Pain Members Area, newsletter, and podcast guest information, sign up at painpass.com. If you enjoyed this show, please be sure to subscribe so that you're notified of new episodes. Please rate and review this podcast and maybe share it with someone who may benefit. See your medical professional, doctor, or therapist and inquire about your own personal options for your pain relief. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope I provided you with some inspiring thoughts that may help you in your life so that you can say your pain is in the past.